grand rising everyone i hope everyone listening to this is well and in a great state of mind i hope you had a cup of coffee or a cup of tea because this is going to be the last episode of season one of this podcast and i'm so excited because we're going to finish off our healing exercise so if you have stayed with me the entire time from episode one of season one and all the way to this moment and you have done your work and taken your notes and written things down I'm so proud of you um I'm so proud of you it's been a really long journey I think I've been working on this healing exercise with everybody for a really long time so it's really awesome to see how far things have gone with this podcast and how I've kept it up Uh, I'm really bad at consistency sometimes, so the fact that we are here and we are at the end just says there's even better things to come in the future. So I wanted to touch base on something because I have been doing something a lot since I moved and I think it's been wonderful. And I think I've talked about being in this quiet space before sometimes and how quiet it is. I've mentioned it probably like four or five times. but. I don't think people understand how serious and personal being in the stillness is. So we're going to talk about that. In the early morning hours, I think I always wake up because my soul wants time with me. It's when I have my most creative flows and can take time to reflect on how grateful I am. I can read, I can write, cleanse, meditate, whatever I want. It's just that being a mother, a partner, a friend, a sister, daughter, a birth worker, a spiritual advisor, an herbalist, and everything else I am, it makes it almost impossible day to day. When everything is still, I find it kind of too quiet at first, but it can be a little scary to actually be sitting in silence with yourself. That is a pretty scary moment. Um, But after a moment, I feel like I can hear my soul and it's super quiet. Um, I hear things I don't want to hear and I need to reflect on. I truly think of how I can be the best version of myself. So that includes stuff like business ideas, parenting ideas, how I can be a closer person to myself, uh, more at one with myself, how I can be a better friend, how I can be a better partner, a better birth worker. All these ideas come to me in the quietest moments. How I can set boundaries with people so that I don't lose myself and other people. Even down to ways of how I can limit my times of anger or sadness or guilt or shame. Understanding the real lessons in life. Um, Recently, I wrote this Facebook post. It was actually yesterday. I'm not sure when anybody's listening to this, but it was actually yesterday. And... The post on Facebook said, stop saying you don't have anyone but yourself. Once you start to see yourself, you can see who's truly behind you. Perhaps it wasn't anyone's fault but your own that you held yourself back all along. And I actually thought of that while I was in my silence. How I know a lot of people who want people to always solve their problems. Um, We could call them lazy or say they don't want better, but that just isn't always the case. They're simply just afraid, you guys. Um, And a lot of people that are listening to this can probably relate. 
afraid of sitting with themselves and getting out of their own way because it's much easier to most of us to stand in our own way because it's something we can easily become unaware of. If we deflect onto others, we don't have to face ourselves, right? Completely wrong. We face ourselves every day with negative experiences when we don't face ourselves. It's why someone always has bad luck. They don't always come. They always complain about money. Um, They don't know why something is wrong. They don't understand why things always end the same for them. And it's always so difficult. They always have like this woe was me type of attitude. Um, And sometimes they can get pretty defensive about things like, It's not about you. It's really about you with you. (laughs) In reality, it's really because of something they did and because they didn't prioritize self-reflection or accountability, doing what was best for them in whatever situation. Even in the worst situations, we have to take time to self-reflect. Um, I think understanding our part in the situation and understand and accepting that part is the main part of the story. So once we understand what part we played in the situation and we can accept that, the acceptance then allows feelings, whether it's sadness, anger, defeat, poor judgment, or just accepting that something hurt you, uh, something brought you down. But after the feeling, it doesn't matter how long you're feeling it. It brings healing and acceptance. Um, I always say life has to have balance. There has to be bad and all good. We don't have to let the bad necessarily destroy us, but it has to challenge us to improve us. So your journey is yours to own. It helps you find your purpose in this world based on who you are. You have to self-reflect and get to know yourself. You can learn what you deserve, how much you're worth, and how you will attain that. Then you can start to live life and attract your tribe. Um, I can honestly say I spent a lot of time a few years back in my car. That would be like my getaway place because where I was, it was just so many people around all the time. I couldn't possibly just sit there and have silence. That didn't even exist. I think even in the latest hours, it was always some noise, someone moving around, someone getting a snack out of the kitchen. Like it was never complete silence like I experienced now. So I would sit in my car and when I would sit in my car, I might like have a drink or smoke or just literally sit in the car and listen to music and that's when I really started to get to know myself because it was so quiet and I didn't have anything else to do or anything else to think in those moments so I really started picking at the toxic moment uh toxic parts of myself and kind of understanding like why I do things that I do um are they acceptable are they things that I want to continue doing um why am I like this of course everything isn't solved I'm not perfect I'm still a human but I solved a lot of issues sitting in the silence in my car. So sitting in silence in my own house, I think people can imagine like how creative and how my mind has been flowing lately. Um, A lot more freely than before, you know? When you really know who's for you, it's because you reflect on what a person for you would be like. A reflection of you. It's, It's true when they say birds of a feather flock together to an extent because if someone doesn't align with your values and you're around them 
they're just taking up space for another person. Um, like a friend told me the other day, they're just on borrowed time. You're borrowing somebody else's time. Someone that is could be aligning aligned with my values and a better benefit to me and my purpose in life, you know? <clears throat> We're all a reflection of each other. And it's why we can so easily deflect onto others if we aren't careful. So finding ourselves help us find others who are like us. I want friends to me that are just as loving and direct and funny and peaceful as I am. I don't like the extra drama, all the complaining and the faith without words. Uh, I want people who have dreams and they're taking steps to make those dreams come to life, to make us something in the air, something that's a dream, unimaginable to most people, and to bring it to life. Um, That's the kind of people I want around me. Um, People who aren't really working towards the goal, they can sometimes make me feel unmotivated and that slows me down because I know myself. Um, I can easily get slowed down by other people's issues. I can easily get caught up in that. It's the same way with me in relationships because sitting with myself really allowed me to learn why I used to be the way I was in relationships, why I settled for less, and why I had the outlook I did when it came to relationships. Now, when I choose a partner, I won't pick someone who can't fulfill my needs. I'm not settling and I'm not going to stand on anything that I don't want. I'm going to stand for what I want. If I need to open up more, be more understanding, or even be more stern, I will decide that when I'm sitting there self-reflecting. So even if it's just one person and that person is you in your tribe, you're going to be okay. You never have nobody because you're constantly sitting with yourself. I honestly used to really dislike being alone. Like when I was a kid, it would drive me insane. I would start to call people and want to hang with people just because I felt so alone on the inside. Um, I literally just felt like I always needed someone to talk to just because I just had this thought of I don't want to be alone. Now I take time to fully be attentive and authentic with myself. That's how I can go out and do that same thing for others. I cannot, absolutely cannot, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Um, And at times we can also deflect and give more to others than ourselves because when we allowed others to do for us, they weren't really consistent about it because that's what we accepted. Because you, people only do what you allow them to do. So when we allow someone to not consistently treat us the way we deserve to be treated, that is something that we played a role in. That is something that we can reflect in. But instead of treating ourselves or sitting with ourselves, we spend time giving to others because we feel like, well, nobody ever really gave to me successfully, but I can successfully give to other people. When in reality, we need to set healthy boundaries with people and pour into our own cup and say, no, I'm not accepting this and find people that are gonna give us exactly what we need from them. as long as we're willing to reciprocate that, of course, because we don't want any narcissism. So causing ourselves imbalance and not thinking about our cup when we don't pour into it, it teaches others we can operate on a fourth of a cup and that it's okay when it's really not. So stop saying you don't have anyone when you have you. Sitting with yourself and learning who you are 
will only help you gain everyone you need around you and help you identify everyone you don't. Uh, I would say growing, growth and elevation and self-reflection and accountability, it makes room for a lot of people because it makes people disappear. It makes people act like you don't care about them when in reality they need to start caring about themselves. Um, It can make people feel like you're acting funny, that you're just not meant for them and that's perfectly okay. Once you start self-reflecting and being like, wait, that was kind of messed up what they did or wait, that was kind of messed up what I allowed them to do. And I don't want to allow them to do that anymore. Or I don't want to allow myself to neglect myself like that. So in order to take care of myself, I'm going to back away from the situation that can make people feel like, what about me? Whenever in reality, it's really not about other people all the time. It's about you too. You're important too. Um, I think it's going to allow you to flourish in ways that you never imagined. Um, whenever you start to have other people that don't serve you fall off and then you gain all this new support from people because you're making room. Once you let go of those people on the borrowed time, then the people that actually deserve to be in your community, in your circle, in your village, in your tribe, they deserve that position. So they're going to step up and in the strangest ways you'll start to kind of meet people and i'm not saying you might be best friends with these people but these are people that you know you can go to i literally um when i moved i was closer to a lot of people and those people have become my tribe they've even reached out one specifically even reached out the other day and was like i just thought about it i know you've been here for a couple of months but i just called to tell you if you need anything and i mean anything i'm there for you and that meant a lot to me i don't know if they knew that but that meant so much to me because I didn't ask for that, but who I am as an individual speaks for itself. And someone thought in their mind, oh, I'm gonna think of Rogue and let her know I'm extending my hand out. That is a village, you know? That's some some serious, who gave me a little chill. Um, and sometimes when it's just you and your inner self, you can pull yourself out of the deepest hole if you allow yourself to do that. Uh, because like I said, people only do what you allow and I have to ask what it is that you're allowing yourself to do to you yourself. What are you allowing yourself to do to you? Whatever it is, ask yourself the best question that I always say. If this is 100% true, why is that bad and what does that mean to me? If it's not bad and it means everything to you, then you're good. But if it's not, it's time to do a little work keep asking the same question after every answer to dig a little bit deeper no matter how scary it is just um if that's 100 percent true why is that bad and what does that mean to me well it's bad because i'm not thinking of myself i deserve time to feel good about myself well if that's 100 percent true why is that bad and what does that mean to me well if i don't give time to myself That means blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm telling people it's okay to overwork me. I'm telling people I'm good when I'm running low on energy, when I'm not. Um, I'm exhausting myself. Uh, Ten of Wands type of energy, like complete exhaustion because it's just so much burden and backstabbing and so much going on. We're not taking time to sit with ourselves. 
like my friend, I have a friend, Gabby. Gabby, if you're listening, I love you. And she says, if you're afraid of something, you go to it. And I use that in a lot of readings. I'll tell people that same sentence. She said her grandmother would always say that. And I love that statement. Um, You got to face whatever it is head on because it's something that makes us grow. It's going to make us uncomfortable. So when you're scared, you're in this really uncomfortable state. So, of course, facing something head on because you do that. And once you do that, you can do almost anything. If you can conquer something that you're afraid of and actually get in its face and be like, yo, what's up? Like, that's a level of accomplishment that most people don't have. So stop getting in your own way. I feel like a lot of us are in our own way. It's the ego. Let go of it. Um, We're all here to experience each other. We're all here to be the best versions of ourselves. And what better way to be the best version of yourself um, than to sit with yourself in silence, write with yourself, meditate, write your thoughts down. Um, The guy I watch on a regular basis, Hines, he was saying like one of the things he does when he gets up, he's like, I just write like three pages when I get up. All my thoughts, some of it's good, some of it's bad, some of it I need to think about. Like it gets you thinking Um, because you never want to waste a second of your life on something that's not really constructive. Yes, we need to pause, but sometimes the pause is needed. Like it's part of something that we need to do that's constructive for us. So taking a pause every once in a while and sitting with ourselves, man, that opens some doors. People always say, how do I do shadow work? How do I do this? We have done shadow work this entire season, asking those deep, in-depth questions. And man, we have gotten to a lot of places. I've gotten a lot of messages, comments, texts that said that the exercise was so deep. Um, Yeah, so I'm so proud of everybody. Um, Now that we've got that out the way, uh, my advice to you is literally stop getting in your own way. Take some time to actually reflect on what position you're playing. And if you don't like it, it's time to clean up the team a little bit. Um, now, the very last statement on our exercise, this is, this is it, you guys. This is the very last statement. This is a little um, long. So if you're writing it down, you can like rewind it if you need to. But I'm going to read the last one. Um, so number 20, we got to number 19 last time. And now we're on number 20. And number 20 says, now that I'm aware of the demons, the darkness, and the trauma that has shaped my life, what lessons were veiled beneath? How can I honor those things in my past without allowing them to affect my present and future in a negative way? Now that I have unpacked my baggage and seen the skeletons, I have been hoarding, how will I release these so that I can move forward lighter and brighter? It won't be fun, but it's definitely worth it. And I think that this specific podcast kind of gave us a reality check and made us think, okay, let me think of what I've been learning. Let me think of how far I've gotten. Let me see what I'm grateful for. Um, 
starting each day with a grateful heart is definitely amazing. I'm grateful that everyone's in the same place. Grateful that you're still here to rock shit another day. Um, Mad blessings, everybody. I'm so excited that we finished this season off. I don't know what next season is going to entail, but I want some guests on here. So if you or somebody you know would like to be a guest on my podcast, please, please, please do not hesitate to let me know. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. And we will talk soon. Peace and blessings.